and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. Each member of today's podcast has been given the same movie or TV title, some time to prepare, and has come to the table to pitch their own unique take on that title. And as always, I'm joined by my Slash Dupe regulars and co-hosts, Dan and Ryan. And one of them is the Dupe. And after the break, we'll be hearing a very special pitch from the Dupe. Uh, the Dupe is the person at the table who has not been given the title in advance and they will have to improvise their idea at the end of the show following everybody else's. So, Sean, what is a slash dupe? Um, th- that's a really, really fantastic question. Um, and, uh, and I'll tell you, a slash dupe is, and I've never been asked it before, so, it's, it's, so I'm really, I'm humbled and, and amazed. Brand new, brand, brand new. new, brand new. <laughs> Um, a slash dupe is a film in the very early stages of post-production. It's a rough, unfinished version of a film that functions as the building blocks of what it can eventually become. So what we uh, promise the listeners on slash dupe is at least that. You will get the framework, the building blocks of a, a film. You will get a slash dupe. Uh, but thank you for asking that. that. That sultry voice you heard is our guest today, Alexander. How are you doing, Alexander? It's good to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much, gents. I'm not too bad. How are you? Good, good. How I'm excited. How confident are you with your idea? Uh, not revealing it for the dupe, of course. What title you've you've been given? But um, I am I am I'm relatively confident because I'm always coming up with film ideas for my own brain. Anyway, so I had kind of a mm-hmm. short list mm. of things to draw from in that respect. Okay. Well, let's hope that you give us one of your mediocre ideas so that you keep the good ones still in your head. That's the key. <laughs> not too bad that we don't like it. Not too good that you know, we'll steal it, right? You've got to get somewhere in between. I'm working with Alexander at the moment. I can tell you he's pretty confident about pretty much everything. <laughs> so. yeah. no, fair enough. Very true. Very, very true. Um, what are you guys working on at the moment? You're working uh, together. What are you, what are you working on? Yeah, we are at the Watermill Theatre in Newbury doing a musical mm-hmm. called Just So, um, in which I'm playing a rhinoceros who uh, several right. times tries to essentially kill Dan. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping uh, in the final show you'll succeed. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. we're going <laughs> to Death by Rhino is how his um, insurance in his wife wrote. Is, yeah. In all fairness, I think it was yesterday afternoon we had a bit of a wet show because we were outdoors. And we both slipped at the same time. And Good I time. almost mm. did headbutt slash impale Dan in his chest. You almost yeah, gored it was him a, to death. It was a close call yeah. yesterday. It was, it was a pretty close, close call. <laughs> You know, them's the risks. It's, it's a high risk job, you know, <laughs> yeah. constantly. Yeah. We have insurance. Well, how, so, yeah. how are you? Um, how are you feeling, Dan? And, and how are you feeling, Ryan, about it? Dan, you've you've had the title uh, for a while, for a little while. You've been prepared. For a whole while. A really long time. Let's not reveal to, this, to the audience how, how little time you've had the title. It's been a Let's long time. the mystery time. that you've had it for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And I've used all of that time productively. <laughs> not on the pitch. Yes. But I've used it really that's productively. Very vague, <laughs> but that's, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm uh, what about you, Ryan? To, uh, after after relinquishing the the chains of the dupe, dupism, um, which is a new word I'll be entering into the dictionary this year, uh, the dupism to to Dan, I think it's nice to get it back and uh, see if, see if I still got it. See if blow out the dust out of these old pipes. Or... What Ryan's saying is he's really sad that I've been doing an amazing job. Oh. <laughs> and wow. He wants he wants it back to see uh. whether he, whether he can. 
He's cool. sitting, you know, like, he's when, you, you know, like when you watch somebody chatters, else play with your toys and you're like, eh, you're yeah. kind of doing it wrong. But you're they're still having fun, though. You're doing so it you know what? I'm coming up with better stories. Yeah, they're still having fun, though. So, you know, you've got to let that, let that happen. Well, I, I, um, I don't have an idea for today's episode because I am your peerless moderator. I'm Sean. Um, at the end of the episode, I'll be selecting a winning idea to go through to the next heat. And what happens with that winning idea at the end of the season, we will explain to you at the halfway point of today's episode. So stick around. So I can reveal, if everybody's ready, I can reveal the title for today's Slash Dupe. Uh, we have the title River House. Your Slash Dupe title for today is River House. So who wants to start? We were talking just before we jumped on about uh, throwing Dan in the deep end. And I like that, Alexander. I'm with you. I already feel our connection because that's exactly what I want to happen as well today. So, <laughs> so it's going to be Dan first, <laughs> I think, today. Well, it's okay because Alexander's going to have a four-hour drum call when we get back next week. <laughs> That's fine. That is my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> business and pleasure. That's what this is. That's only, four, only four hours. <laughs> well, <enough>. Easy. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, it will just be one. The opening of one number. Just four hours. <laughs> like whiplash. <laughs> yeah, not my tempo. Oh my gosh. I would never dare throw a chair at Alexander because it would come back twice as hard as back at me. Throw a whole drum kit and piano and the rest of the cast and everyone else. Right, give us River House, Dan. I'm excited. So I'm going first, am I? Oh, right. please. Yeah. Well, lucky, I shall read from my pitch that I have written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really thought you had something there for a minute. Okay, right, okay. okay. It, it, it starts with... Um, it it starts with Tandyway Newton because that's her name oh, now, okay. so spelt correctly after um, years of not being or being spelt incorrectly, and oh, she's okay. re- she's taken back the power for her vo- for her name. Previously, we would have known as Tandy Newton, mm-hmm. but that's not her anymore. Um, and she's uh, scrolling through um, a dating app. I don't know about dating apps. I can oh, definitely know about them. Yeah. Well, I don't. I genuinely don't. Um, we talk about this, that if I had been in my prime in the mm. time of dating apps, I may not be married right now. <laughs> but fortunately, they weren't around. <laughs> so I I'm in a, I'm in have a, a 10, very 000, happy life. I'm in a 10,000 wait list for a dating app at the minute. So, you know. I could Which tell dating you, app is this? I could tell you about, How does that work? Talk to me about it. Is it like it's called, buying it's called, a flat? Are you in a chain? It's called it's called POM, but like I don't want to give them any uh, don't give them any free exposure that they don't already have. Um, could be a sponsor, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean like a, it's a music matching uh, dating app. So they have to like wait to process all of your information, and they find somebody who listens to the same music as you. That's kind of cool. Is that is that an indication of someone being compatible with you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. According according to this, like of all the this, things, uh, of all the things. Then, oh yeah, and they also say opposite that one stra- Britney Spears song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, See, I love better, my fiance dearly, but I do, and I'm, this is controversial, and I hope I'm. I don't know what sort of company I'm in, so this is quite risky. I'm not a huge fan of '80s music, right? I'm very sorry. Oh, you're in the wrong company. Am I in the wrong? Company. <laughs> I like musicals, though. Yeah. Come on, what's going on? Okay, um, fine, fine. Okay. I like musicals. I appreciate <laughs> I '80s, music, like '80s music, but I think it's okay. very. It can be applied very specifically. When your fiance is working from home and she asks uh, the Echo, I can't say the name of it, or I'll say it now, but she asks the the listening device in our house to to play Madonna over and over again every day. 
I, for me, that's a problem. No. I know Alexander's given me a look. 80, I mean, it's but... No, no, no. Now, the fact that you, you identify 80s music as, like, there is, like, 80s music is literally the foundation to every pop song we have now. Like, uh -oh. two of the biggest selling, no, not even the biggest, the biggest selling albums came out in the 80s of all time. Like Madonna quails in comparison. So what? What, what am I getting wrong then? Who? What are they? What are the biggest sellers? What do I need to? If I'm thriller. going eighties music and I want to impress my fiance, Thr thriller. It's thriller eighties or seventies or bad eighties, isn't it? Bad Google. was definitely out in the eighties. This is just, just Dan stalling for time, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have started a music conversation with two people that know far more about music than I do. No, November eighth, nineteen eighty-two, Michael Jackson's Thriller was released. There we Fair go. Enough. Yeah, All right, yeah. that's fair enough. But could Dan you listen to Thriller every time. day? Yes. No, I yes. know, as I said it, I could see it in your face. Yeah, yeah. I could see you just what, yeah. what yeah. That's not to like about that album. All right. Maybe I need but to however, educate is... myself on 80s music. That's, that's the thing. Well, look, I'm going to blend doing. this in. Okay. I'm going to blend this in because it actually sits quite nicely with uh, what I'm doing. Um, and she swipes and connects with Stephen Graham mm -hmm. um, on the app. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I know. But, you know, who is to question Tandy Way's taste? It is what it is. And I'm sure Stephen Graham would be privileged to have matched with, with her. Damn right. Anyway, so um, they're having chats. She's, like, talking to her friends in a pub about it. And um, it pings up. And he suggests that they have a date. He lives on a, uh, a narrowboat. So he's like, why don't you come? Hang out on the narrow boat. It'll be it'll be near a pub with your friends, so don't worry about it. Um, and we'll just we'll sit on the roof. It's quite it's quite romantic, and we see that the opening of it is really just seen through sort of these texts. You know how they did with Sherlock, where it pops up on the screen, mm -hmm. and you can see the text going on as she's walking down. We get some we get some sort of rural. No, it's probably because of my time in Newbury. We get some like some Newbury kind of rural uh, walks and stuff as she's doing mm -hmm. this. We see her life. We get a little insight into her life. Maybe we can come up with what what kind of person she is. Anyway, so she turns up to this houseboat, and um, she, no one's come out to meet her. So she she gets on board. She knocks and she opens the she opens the door into it, and Stephen Graham's there, dead. Oh, okay. Well done, All right. We think. Okay, well, that was a see. That was there a we are. That, that took a turn. There's the twist. That took a <laughs> yeah. real turn. Smashed it. And um, as she walks, she's like so scared. She she goes to pick up her phone and ring ring the police. And the doors to the narrowboat shut behind her. And the narrowboat starts up and goes off. Oh. And um, and it goes into sort of is she so she she trying to rattle the doors. Doors won't open. And um, and obviously she has no phone signal, of course, because we have to uh, take her away from communication with the outside mm. world. Yeah. Then, and this is where I'll need a bit of help here, is whether it goes down full thriller, sort of in the moors, um, boat in the mists, and every now and again we hear like bumping on the things or there's there's bits that she finds out about him. Like she finds bits of his possessions that are like, more and more scary like maybe he's a mass murderer but we don't know whether he's a murderer has she avoided um being another one on the list um uh, or is it a murder mystery where she um finds out more about him and as she finds out more about him we get little flashbacks of his life that of her like working it out but it's like a one person one set um 
murder mystery with a third act twist. And I think if it's a murder mystery, mm-hmm. um, it's that the well, or no, if it's a thriller, which with this, with this kind of thing, it's the the third act twist is that it's actually Stephen Graham's twin that he's murdered on there, who had come to try and stop her from turning up, so that she wouldn't get killed. Mm. He's found out that his brother's doing this, and it's actually him. And maybe she gets murdered, and he lives on. And mm-hmm. he throws them both over the edge of the boat and sails off into the mist at the end. <laughs> or if it's a murder mystery, I don't know what the third yeah. act twist would be. Is there, Maybe is... she killed him and she passed out and didn't know she'd done mm. it. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Yes, Ryan. Is there like a... When the doors close behind her, is there like some mm-hmm. kind of saw voice thing that like plays on does the yeah, boat moving the... play out like a plan like a grand plan is it like part of the machinations of this thing or is it just... well i think if it's a thriller we don't know whether it's like ghostly scary yeah like weird but if the, it's that the, kind the popularity of popularity of like... there's that film escape room isn't there that came out yeah. and then now they've done escape room 2 which i i honest to god had they have an escape room inside of a train so they clearly listen to this podcast <laughs> when we talk about this train, train terminates, terminates right mm-hmm. <laughs> but like but that you know that that's it, it it sort of is it the return of like torture porn films or is it trying to be more of like a a murder mystery i think i would like the idea of sort of a murder mystery okay. over torture porn i okay. think from personal preference it's yeah one of those things that's timed where it's like find out why he's dead and then like not that there's a voiceover but find out why he's dead and she gains like the ability to be free of this thing it's like yeah the, she's got to wonder- solve it and figure it out but then you need yeah. the thing that prevents her from getting off the boat you need the the ticking clock that adds the tension you need the location of where the boat's I going th- i think when she finally gets her way out She's not on a canal anymore. She's in a wide expanse of water. So there's no way out okay. without her trying to swim away into misty lake. Uh, okay. So yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't know. There's no there's no boundary. Water is scary, isn't it? Isolation in yep. water mm-hmm. is quite scary. The, the maybe the timing thing... is like the boat is sinking. Is it slowly filling up with water? That'll be the third what act twist. That'll be like, it doesn't yeah. seem like lots happening. And then she'll see... Like the the at the start, she'll jump on, and there'll be a logo on the side, you know. And then later on in the movie, she looks, and the logo's half covered in water. I like and she's it. like, yeah. "That's the sort of signifier of like, shit. I think the boat's going down." So that's like when you need a jolt in the story. You want to sort of ratchet mm-hmm. up the tension. And then she's running around trying to figure out, opens up a, a board, and then yeah, there's water pouring in. Um, but then also when she's trying to plug it, she finds something down there, of course, doesn't she? That's yes. like the next clue. Oh, yes. I thought you meant, because if it's sealed, I thought you meant that the boat like is literally being taken down like underwater and she'd be in like an air, like an airtight. So as soon as it fills in at Jesus. the top, then she's I mean, that's got, not like, how narrow boats um, work, but I like that now. <laughs> but so like, it's, it's modded, right, clearly. And also, but if you've ever been in a it's narrow boat, clearly. you know that there is for modded, a submarine. It's you know, <laughs> the doors don't automatically close either. So, you know, those are... That's those true. But we, someone might have closed them behind that's her, we true. don't know. But there's storage... So there might be someone on the boat with her. Well, there's storage Which is really everywhere. strange because it's mm. so small, right? Like, narrow boats aren't big. There's not many places for people to hide, but it's like there is... Or someone outside watching her or something. Maybe she sees like a torch coming through the window. Oh, 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 oh. You know what's horrible? You know how you said like, um, look, we'll sit on top and have a picnic and it'll be like, and it'll be nice. And your friends are at a bar not far away. Mm -hmm. So like when she goes in, there's like someone that looks like her sitting on, like facing away from her friends sitting on top of the boat. Um, 
Oh, you're taking this doppelganger idea. How could you see idea? that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that? if if there is someone in there, because then when also, our friends look the over, and they're like, I wonder if a lake now at this point. If he's having, if she's, if they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's true actually. And then also the idea of if hearing someone walking around the edge or crawling over the top while you're inside mm-hmm. is creepy, because then you think that there, and it could also just not be. But then all the creaks and cracks and bumps and everything that like so come through from that. So to an aid to aid sort of figuring this out, here, here's sort of what I would do because. I love horror films, but but only specific horror films, and I'm very sort of picky and choosy, and I like to sort of... I have a few mates that love horror films, and they sort of say, hey, you need to watch these, you need to watch these, and this is a bit like this, this is a bit like that. So, like, we've got sort of the first act, let's say. We've got the mystery, we've got the dead person, we've got the mm. phone thing, we've got her on the boat, and it goes out into the mist. Um, what are your favourite horror films, and, ha- like, what sort of genres are they in? Uh, are they in, and then are they things we can pluck from, you know? What do you guys mm. think? I really like The Ring. That's one of my favourite sort of thriller horrors. I really like that. I rate the remake, by the way. I know it's I know it's contentious, but I rate Gore Verbinski's remake of The Ring. I think it's one of the better Western remake of sort of Japanese horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy to be contradicted. I don't, you know, as as evidenced got, earlier on with 80s music. One. I, she I can goes take it to one of the rooms. Yeah, she goes to one of the rooms. She comes back. Stephen Graham's body is gone. That's got to happen, right? Because then maybe he isn't dead. Mm. So now we're now we're double worried. Alexander, what was your favorite horror movie? I think well, I lean I lean more towards the thriller side of that genre. So um, mm-hmm. I think in recent years, as I'm sure we'll all agree, Get Out was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, truly, Jordan Peele's a somewhat not overnight genius, but it was a mm. fantastic yeah. film. Um, I watched a film when I was young. Uh, called Pavement, which was about a uh, they it was about a killer. It was a man tracker who the FBI brought in to find uh, a uh, murderer, um, oh. and it turned out the murderer was actually someone that was supposedly catatonic in hospital. Um, right. Okay. Which was, I was like, okay, that's pretty good. And then there's an independent yeah, yeah. British thriller film um, called Newtown Killers. Right. Um, which no, I've not heard of it. I'm going to have to that, open up my oeuvre. I'm going to have to get that's involved. A very, that's a very good film. It's, li- it's essentially about a group of high society people and they pay someone working class, so to speak, 10 grand. And if they survive the night, uh, they keep, uh, they can, either, I think they double their money or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting. But yeah. they mm-hmm. are all literally going out of their way to kill this person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I prefer the threat because I prefer Jeopardy. The the ideas of, yeah, for example, the like the slasher flicks and stuff, I was gonna, like, there's not really Jeopardy because you've yeah. cast 12 teenagers, if <laughs> you like, and it's like, yeah, only one of you are gonna survive. Like you're yeah. all lambs to yeah. the slaughter. Like there's no real yeah. Jeopardy per se. Jeopardy is a great word to use. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm, you're right. And I think on your idea, Dan, something that to kind of if you like to add a Jeopardy factor, if if she has a fear of water, mm, yeah, that's it, man. I like that. That's She's it. overcome it for this person. I like it. Yeah, and maybe she can communicate on her phone, but only via the dating app. That's so. That's fantastic. So it's like either back to the guy she thought she was talking to. Right, which is yeah. also adds a dimension yeah. of, of which, terror, yeah. or to just a handful of people 
because she's maybe she's run out she credits or whatever. To. So a handful yeah. of the people that she's previously talked to on the app. So it's like yeah. people who've and maybe like rejected some of them don't her, believe her. Some of them, yeah, yeah exactly. She's rejected. Or one people she's rejected. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. So then you have the dimension of like it's less like is there something supernatural going on and more like she needs to get out of this place. Human. And, and yeah, yeah. And she's afraid of everything that's around her. And she just got over her fear. It's like coming out of the pandemic, isn't yeah. it? You just get over yeah, this sort of stuff. Just over fear of water, you know. Yeah. And now she's and now um, she's on a boat with a dead man. I was listening to yes. the. Um, I, have to, yeah. I have to just name That's drop it. this. We've done it. That's We've awesome, isn't it? it? Go on. I have to just yeah. drop this because I was listening to the Bo Burnham's Inside soundtrack again on the way to this, you know, recording. Um, and just the fact that like that song's just tremendous, where he's like, he takes the break in the middle, and he's like, yeah, you know, I stopped. Um, doing this stuff on stage because I used to get like panic attacks and like I and I spent like five years getting over it and all my mental health was great and then um, I was just about to start um, touring again and it was you know 2019 and so he's sort of like it's like the, the irony of like I, I love and I think coming out of the pandemic people are going to feel that like we I just talked to someone today who was like I just passed my driving test and the pandemic hit and I haven't been able to drive for two years so it's basically like I never learned right starting again yeah, yeah. So that's something well, we can that. all so, yeah, hang, so she's hang talking to. to her friends at the beginning about how she's got over yeah. her fear of water, yeah. and so and like she's going to go and meet this guy in this uh, river house mm-hmm. on the on the um. um Add a daddy and issue. So in she there does as well. So the fear came. <laughs> maybe from maybe her dad died. Yeah. Maybe her dad died in the when they were sailing. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Um. And yeah, so then she goes on for this, and she can only communicate with, and maybe some of those in the horrific way that dating, some dating apps have, some of those men try to take advantage of that. Yeah, 100%. by trying to get onto that. So the the riverboat. So she's trapped inside it, but they're trying to get in, trying to help. Well, I'll come and help you, darling. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So actually, it becomes more of a. This is great now. It becomes more of a, <laughs> a um, more of a commentary on yeah. modern day society yeah. than it does, mm-hmm. but a thriller in that regards as well. Well, as, as like, trapped, thanks for your contribution, Alexander, as well, because that's the thing. Like, not just Jeopardy, but also social commentary. Like so horror films, they really mm-hmm. have to say something about the time we're living in, the people we live around. Like, yeah. otherwise, yeah, they're just there for. You know, as torture porn or a slasher films, like yeah, they do have to say yeah. something. Yeah, I'm. I like this idea a lot. Uh oh, maybe you should have gone first, Uh-oh. Alexander. This is a good one. No, Alexander's <laughs> is going to be better. It's great. I've got great ideas. Yeah, so actually, we only need one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've like, accented Dan's the... ideas very well. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Winning. So yeah, it's, I don't. I don't think it's a big cast at all. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, fact, keep, like, anything, keep like, it. Yeah, keep it. You definitely have to keep this one tight. Like quite small, yeah. Otherwise, it's got a feel claustrophobic, <clears throat> hasn't it? It's got a yeah, because it's, and then big it's expansive the, it's the shots feeling, of what you're not. It's the feeling of of water, like mm. when you go yeah. to like a swimming pool or in the ocean or what have you. When you completely submerge yourself, mm. considering how vast an ocean is or a lake mm-hmm. or what have you, like you do feel completely enclosed because you mm. yeah. there's no air, there's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So if you keep everything yeah. small and tight camera shots and so uh, on yeah like and that. even sound wise like a lot of like not much reverb like some really mm. dry sound so it doesn't feel big it, like you feel yeah. really nervous a lot of breathing like, like her breath like in Blair Witch where you've got loads of breath mm. going on 100% so we get a lot of that and the, and little sounds a lot, lot all the creaks and the, the constant soundscape that's going on mm-hmm. that hints to more than actually is like when a pipe cracks in the middle of the night you know like that little expansion of a pipe in the middle of the yeah. night like i'm just yeah. about to get murdered now. that's it <laughs> yeah. it's over. over it is over 
<laughs> so so are we so are we having like an ambient soundtrack? Are we gonna have uh, just the sound of lapping well, like thriller, water? Because that's quite think. frightening. Weirdly, just the lapping sound of lapping water is weird to me. Yeah, over and over. But again, I think maybe you know? there's a radio, the radio that constantly plays random '80s music. <laughs> so like, so definitely thriller. Like it almost in an ironic kind of way, but then it. It, it's on and off isn't it yeah. like it, maybe it shorts out halfway through like the radio's her only company and then it shorts out and um but yeah it would probably be more soundscapey than it would be mm. any i was th- i was thinking edgar wright to direct it because i think he'd do a good job okay. with that kind of we'd have to see after his new with... film right after his last night in soho yeah. so we'd have to see how he does with what seems like a straight horror if that is, yeah. I think it seems like a bit of a straight horror, a bit of a new, a bit of a weird one. But mm. you know, it'd be nice to see what he does with it. Um, but yeah, you but need... only because it's intrinsically English as well. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. feels like canal boats, narrow boats are really sort of a yeah. a very English thing, aren't they? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah they are, I guess. But like, yeah, the, the narrow boat, the barge, it does feel does feel British, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because our, our auntie I'm talks about corrected. Our auntie talked about. She went, "Oh, I went like um, like canal boating with with the girls like in the south of France, yeah. and I expected a narrowboat barge, <laughs> yeah. and it was like a tiny yacht, yeah, um, which is like a juxtaposition yeah. in I itself." I think she but wanted it was to, like... to not say I went yachting. I didn't think she felt yes. like she was yeah. she was ready to move into the upper middle class bracket, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it, or or even maybe like a sort of. Um, like a first film from a young director, right? Maybe, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, how they got those names will be beyond me, but they, they maybe they were given that, the chance. It's all in the script, right? If the script's good enough, yeah. and then they can produce it, so so Tandy can produce it. It's sort yeah, of her vehicle to sort of, you yeah. know, and she can sort of, mm-hmm. you know, have an input in the script in the correct ways, of course. Um, of course, We yes. don't want an Edward Norton, Incredible Hulk situation. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, and in the correct ways. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's that turned out to be quite good, didn't it? <laughs> Look at Dan's so. smug no, face. I, I'm I'm like <laughs> uh, pulled it off, distracted him with eighties music, came back. <laughs> Indeed. That's I mean that's about as good as yeah. I'm ever going to get on this one. I'm afraid, yeah. Sean. Yeah, but, no, um, that's okay. You know, that's thanks okay. for listening. I'm glad thanks to have witnessed listening. your peak. Anyway, that's that's good. <laughs> Widow's peak. <laughs> for that dan uh that was your pitch for river house uh it turned out to be quite um interesting an idea i definitely definitely like to see um and i'm very very excited to hear uh, your idea for river house alexander indeed river house right so um i'm gonna do it a bit different i'm gonna tell you who who i think or who i'd like to see in it first okay okay um, just so you can kind of go, that's a very strange combination of people. <laughs> um, so your protagonists uh, will be Miles Teller from okay. uh, Whiplash fame, um, Daniel Kalua, obviously no need to explain who he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who was recently in Judas and the Black Messiah um, mm-hmm. and also was in a film very recently with Danny Glover, which I always forget the name of, but if you Google those two names together, it's a fantastic film and a great watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Lupita Nyong'o and also uh, 
the little Olsen who plays Scarlet Witch. Is it Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Alongside them will also be uh, Stephen Burkoff and Sebastian Stan. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. Okay. So the idea is that. It's a big cask. Yeah, no, of course, of course. That's an ensemble film, isn't it? That's a proper ensemble. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So the idea is that uh, the group. So the 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 main protagonist, which I mentioned earlier, a group of friends, uh, work colleagues in kind of a nondescript corporate setting. Um, make of that what you will, whether that be law or firm, accounting, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of about two or three years since they left uh, university and started working professionally. Um, and so to kind of uh, to kind of let a go of a bit of steam, it's been a very hard transition, as it is for a lot of people. Uh, they decide to go on a holiday uh, to Cancun. Uh, I I say Cancun simply because that is kind of the place where a lot of Americans seem to go on their party <laughs> yeah. holidays. It could yeah. be anywhere, but we'll go with Cancun. I've been to um, Cancun and I, I can confirm it's a good place to go. So well, there yeah. we go. Um, so uh, while on their trip to Cancun, it's kind of you see in the background uh, via television screens and uh, varying other kind of media's like pop-ups on the phone screens that we see and so on and so forth that the world is in a bit of a political mess. Um, at that given time um, and once they arrive in Cancun after say a good night of celebration and kind of letting off steam um, the world essentially goes to war right okay so while intoxicated and what have you and busy doing all manner of other things um, there is a kind of an alert that comes up on a screen in a bar, screens everywhere, kind of an emergency broadcast that we are America and the world, it's going to war. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. There's a political standoff, uh, let's say, between America and Russia or Korea or what have you, and mm-hmm. missiles have been fired and Washington is already on fire, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, sleeper agents are uh, activated, people are being assassinated, all sorts of things are happening and it is mm-hmm. a, um, an absolute bloodbath. And so then because of which, flights and such are grounded. But because of where they are, the, the Mexican government have decided to go against America which has been kind of a tenuous relationship at best over the Mm -hmm. last few years as is. Mm -hmm. And the rebels of Mexico start to kill American nationals, essentially. Mm -hmm. So the idea, not the idea, the plot point being that they have to find their way home, make their way home. But in order to do so, they obviously have to get back across the border, uh, I like it. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's one of those things where we it's not simple, 
it's not oh yeah let's just go mm. to the airport get back on a plane and everything will be okay it's it's not it's not that simple at all um and so they hear of a safe house an abandoned safe house uh which is codenamed river house mm-hmm. which is where, <laughs> which uh, is the title yeah. Yeah. There you go. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in in order to get there uh they have to overcome uh sebastian stan who is Let's say he's the he's he's a I don't want to say CIA agent agent or military or what have you, but he's working alongside them. He's defected, mm-hmm. so he's working alongside the Mexican government. Right. And okay. They at one point or another they foil a plot of his by a complete accident in a very Miles Teller way of I didn't mean to press that button. And so <laughs> it's almost the, the serious triangle of we need to get there, but we also have to stop him. None of us are used to killing anyone. We're not military trained in any way, shape or form, mm-hmm. no combat training, but we are thrust into this position. Yeah, yeah. I ab- I absolutely love that. Yeah. And I think is what's funny is like, you often sort of think, um, Good ideas are all well and good, but if they don't speak to the sort of time that we're in, they, yeah. they, they might not get made or they might not get seen by anyone, like no one will spread the word. Um, but particularly with what's going on at this particular moment in time, um, with Afghanistan and everything, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, I think it's interesting to sort of explode the um so that genuinely is not a I, that's a poor choice of words but i mean it, we definitely want to take we want to take open up and take a look into um like the idea of of maybe of refugees or the idea of like a prisoners of war the idea of and i think like i love taking it i love it that they go to cancun for like a, a holiday and then and then it turns into like the roles almost reverse and you sort of it, i think it would be good to see all of these um american actors obviously american characters sorry um i know a handful of them are british actors um it would be amazing to see them as, a, as american characters trying to uh um i don't know do, do what you seldom see american characters have to do right um yeah because they always you always have like a hero complex don't they and it's like sort of uh well like if if i've got to be like act patriotic i think is the is the is the sense but not not in the sort of uh stiff upper lip way that that we say in the brits but like you know if you're american you feel like you have to save the world don't you Mm. america saves the world is uh in fact if anything it should be a sub-genre on um (laughs) on imdb (laughs) But I think this is. I was just, yeah. I had a question. So the obviously the family that go on holiday to Cancun, mm-hmm. um, or the friends, the ensemble, the the company, the yeah, the sort of ensemble, speak. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if any of them were familyed up, and they've all got to get back. But is it like so? When you said they've got to get to the River House, is mm-hmm. it like a place or is it like operation? Like River, River House, House. River House is. I imagine River House to be the code name for the mm. kind of um because okay so right quick a little story so my 
Um, I have a cousin who uh, lives in America, an older cousin, whose husband was um, Air Force and uh, we will say died very mysteriously. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Apparently banged his head in a bathroom and died, if, right. if you like. Um, and so he uh, had a conversation with my father one time when I was young and informed my dad that many of the leading powers of the world, I say that with inverted commas, have secret bases within, uh, or safe houses within varying countries. Mm -hmm. So I imagine therefore with using that logic, if you like, River House to be the Mm. uh, safe house within Mexico. Right. Okay. The US Mm. safe house, basically. The operation and the US safe house. Yeah, yeah, to be and whether whether it's one of those ones where, um, whether it's one of those ones where it's a a Planet of the Apes moments and it's like damn you all because they get there and like <laughs> yeah, it's I was all... gonna say <laughs> is that what happens when they get to America, right? Yeah, it's like the sacking <laughs> of the Shire or whatever it's called, like they get the scouring of the Shire. They get there and it's just it's just yeah, it's all, yeah. yeah, but it's it is like I don't I don't imagine it to be a varying like. 2012 shot of like the Taj Mahal blowing up and the pyramids burning <laughs> down and London, the London eye falling into the ocean. I wouldn't yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. any of those things at all. So, <laughs> can, can I can I make a suggestion? Aliens, the weather, they always attack the monuments, of course, the most famous monuments <laughs> yeah, in, each, in each country, don't they? Of course they do. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so what I like the idea of, because I remember, you know, when the whole thing was going on with Trump and the wall and everything like mm-hmm. that, and you know, they were interviewing people like along... Texas and uh, those sort of areas and there are literally places where it's like there's literally no more than like a few meters between them and Mexico right and Mm. maybe I like the idea of that the river house is contains secret tunnels that get you back across the border ah that works so it's so it's oh, like secret like tunnels that. like under that, that have been dug so that like if they need to extract people in and out they, yeah and then and they're ooh. sort of like guarded and like cameras and stuff like that um it's the it, as you said so it's there they are they are trying to so they put sebastian stan like in it basically some miles yeah. to the saying somewhere something gets in it so are we saying that they're so they are they all from the same office or just some of them like do they meet them in canada like i think i think like, i think that i think there is there is uh, there is definitely a space for um, some of them to work together. There could be perhaps an awkward love triangle. Um, mm-hmm. It could be that Lupita... <laughs> well, exactly. It could be that Lupita <laughs> and Daniel are uh, brother and sister or relatives or mm-hmm. cousins or what have you. Um, I, think, I think it's a group of friends where there is... Uh, you can tell from the get-go there is history. It's mm-hmm. not kind okay. of just a, a, oh, we met while working. Like, mm-hmm. whether it is a kind of, as, as, I think the only tangible example I can think of is a stronger group of friends as in American Pie. When mm-hmm. they yeah. they all went to high school together as much as they... Well, no, of course. I, I was watching them recently. A long time. Were you? I was watching them recently. Yeah, they were <laughs> did on you do television. The whole lot? Did, how far did you get down the? Uh, I down watched the road? one and I watched two and then I didn't watch three because it's stupid. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's good to stop it too, I think. Um, But like as as good a group of friends as that, in that there is a lot of history. 
and they all like it's like they not one individual knows someone that they don't know yeah okay does that make sense yeah but then so then by the end have they torn each other apart to try and get back to america I think, or are they, I think or are they tight as a nut when they get back how does it work i think it's i think uh, me personally i think we have seen the story many a time where in a in a film like this where not everyone makes it back and there will be sacrifices and people die and what have you. Mm. But I think the interesting story is what does it look like if everyone does survive? If the mm. protagonists do survive, how does that change life? Yeah. Like so how I does- I always like, find it, in, always it, find it interesting. Like, like the impossible, because that's a reference mm. that where like, it's it's about the family sort of banding together to survive this um, this sort of thing rather than, are they going to splinter? Are they going to destroy? It's much more about mm. sort of coming together and supporting each other to get over something. So is that is that that's more what you've got in mind for this? Yeah, most definitely. And also, I think you touched on something as well earlier in um, the kind of social political commentary within it, um, with 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 things going on in the world at the moment in mm. the Middle East, forever in North America. Uh, mm -hmm. Within Britain as well, and uh, and practically everywhere, to yeah, be honest, yeah. for for those for those yeah, yeah. things to be um, highlighted or to have a magnifying glass on those things to kind of say, look, this like have have a readjustment period, have a mm -hmm. have a moment to kind of go, oh yeah, you know what, the, things aren't actually too great at the moment, you know, yeah. and then we can yeah. use the the protagonists in individual forms in terms of a reference point for patriotism or what have you. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the idea. So there's, there's two things I think are really interesting. One is that um, where would, like, if, if there are a group of friends that all work in an office, let's say, um, mm -hmm. or or they're going away, like, where does the, where does people sort of blame sits within race? Do you know what I mean? Like if someone, like if they're if they're let's say they're a British company and they're in Cancun or oh no sorry they said they're going back to America, but something like that, how would they treat other people who started you know who started it or that might be like a little bit Mexican or half? I've got a Mexican parent. I or something see. Like that. So yeah, what does yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of mean to the to the group? Does someone start going well? Actually, like I know you're my friend and everything like that, but like it's. It's your people. Well, you know? I just want to say, like, this almost like harks back to you think about like the the um, Japanese prisoner of war camps and stuff, right? Like, yeah. that's that's oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. something that happened, you know. Yeah, and it's sort of quite amazing to think about it, like that it happened. So that so you could even have like if anybody is a part um, Mexican or even because they're American or you know, there's elements of that, isn't there? And yeah, um, of possibly being. Um, and then the other yeah, thing I find interesting is, and you of, you often do this in groups, but like, let's say you always have the conversation of like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, you know, who would do what? Or or if we were cave people, who would be the hunter and who would be the gatherers and those sort of things. So it'd be interesting to see like, if they've got a get to this river house, like people in their specific job functions, like the project manager is like, right, okay, here's what we've got to do. Like, and they're like, they, they're like listen, I need you. And you know, if someone's like the receptionist they're just like cool i'm gonna go and like grab this this and this like oh i know where that would be like i'd keep this like in this place so it'd be interesting to see effectively like what roles each person takes, takes. it's a hell of a team building exercise isn't it 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, but that's that, that again. That's, that's that's what it should feel like. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. But also, then it's like I said, like none of them are like none of them went to scouts as kids. Like yeah. none of them have any yeah. military. Like they are literally regular Joes. Like yeah. it's like yeah. as as normal a man, woman, what have you, as you can find. Like, yeah. so the, it's not it's not a case of, yeah, this is going to become a great action film because Miles mm. Teller's going to Michael Bay off the side of the bus <laughs> and start <laughs> shooting Sebastian Stan. It's not going to happen. Like yeah, they are yeah. re- like regular. And I know I know that uh, in our head, regular in terms of what a regular man and woman is uh, to uh, British mm. people as opposed to a regular man and woman to Americans because obviously yeah. they have a gun culture over there and yeah. what have you. I think, again, you can play with the politics of it because there is yeah. a growing movement of anti-gun uh, people in America yeah. Mm, yeah, and yeah. having that kind of line, where where do they sit within that as well? Like, so there's, there is a lot to play with, but I, I just love the idea of it literally being regular people, kind of almost the people you see in the background of, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Ba- do you know what I mean? Like yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. versus Superman. That makes complete when sense everything's when you say going, yeah. when everything's it's- going to absolute crap, the people in the back, like, what's their story? What's going mm, on yeah. for them? Yeah, it's not. It. Can you step up? It's could you step up? It's could yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's the. Have, have you got- that's the tagline. Right? <laughs> yes. that's, or that's something that Sebastian Stan will say. Like, look, I know none of you have done. I'm not asking you. Can you step up? Can yeah. Because that's the thing, like some, someone's got to take charge, right? And if you're all looking at each other, like if you're a regular dress, like oh, I've never done this, who's the person? Like I think, you know, what was the Darren Brown, like the plane where the guy landed the plane thing? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, like that, it was It was like, he gave him that minute to, to do it and no one else put the hand up and he was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And you know, it was that sort of thing. So that is the thing. And, and who in your group even if you're a regular Joe, mm-hmm. has the has the chutzpah to do that, you know. <laughs> well, who, like, yeah. so right, so who has the chutzpah, as you said, to direct this movie? Who's gonna Who's gonna bring this movie to? Well, haha, to light? I also I also thought about that too, um, and someone who I think everybody seems to be in love with um, at the moment and has mm-hmm. been since roughly. Uh, 2017 mm-hmm. and that would be Taika Waititi yeah Ooh, I knew you were going to say it just <laughs> you started that yes yeah 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 it like, does feel like, like it does I feel think like. because oh, from, also from Green Lantern yeah. fame <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm kidding I'm kidding carry on yeah carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no but also I think because he would um, um, A I think he would be able to direct it well in terms of the drama mm-hmm. of it and how it would look um, and feel, but I also think with with uh, with the actors that I've offered, mm. there is a very dark sense of humour within it, because yeah. like when I think we can all agree, when nervous, like the first thing to try and do is diffuse tension, and the best way mm. to do that is to mm-hmm. try and make a joke about yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like we have some of the driest humour in Miles Teller. Like who, who, like he's in a lot of things I've seen. He's very dry in the way he comes across comedically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Equally, Lakeith Stanfield is very is very witty, off the cuff, um, very quick one-liners. Um, Daniel Kaluuya was in Skins. Like, mm. it started in mm. kind of comedy drama world, you know? Lupita Nyong'o, um, I forget the name of the film, but she's guiding children through a... Um, is it a zombie? Is it a zombie apocalypse? I saw her in something and she was hilarious, and like I just didn't yeah. expect it. You know, like yeah, like, I can't remember what it is, but maybe it was the same thing. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's like th- th- I think that has to be touched on, and so you can either go down the route of let's get the most dramatic actor or get um, Sam Raimi or something, mm. um, who's really going to bring out the thriller side and uh, heightened tension, heightened tension. Or you can go for someone that is gonna find the drama and also yeah. find the human side. Because again, like I said, it's almost the people in the background. Like, mm-hmm. what what mm-hmm. would they be doing in this moment? And I think mm-hmm. he would. I think he would capture that quite well. Mm-hmm. I think the only other thing to add is, and I guess that's because I'm a musician, mm-hmm. is the composer and mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. what this film mm-hmm. sounds like, and. Personally, I think it would have to be uh, Dr. Dre, simply because they're gonna be (laughs) they're gonna be in Cancun, right? So it starts and is shot as a party sort of vibe, like the like it like it's that kind of false trailer of five friends Mm. going on the party of a lifetime. And it's like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, yeah, like Dr. Dre, like just big bass lines, massive drums. But what does that sound like when it's supposed to be for dramatic effect? We saw a very good example um, to reference another Marvel film uh, with Black Panther, with Kendrick Mm. Lamar doing most of that soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, like what does, so what does it sound like when we have modern day music that is designed for um, intense jeopardy, you know? Yeah, 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 sure. It's that jeopardy again, man. Yeah. Always, <laughs> double jeopardy, <Yeah>. great film. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fantastic idea. Thanks, Alexander. Really appreciated that. And it was, uh, had a bunch of twists and turns and a lot of, um, and like a fantastic ensemble. Arguably, I would say also, probably the best ensemble that we've had on Slash Deep so far. I think that's that for easily, sure. easily. For sure. I'll take um, that. Best yeah, best. yeah, so <laughs> thanks for that. But before Ryan the Dupe gives us his idea for River House, his Slash Deep for River House, uh, we need Dan and Ryan to refresh me, not because I've forgotten, but because I want to know, hear it from them, what happens uh, at the end of this episode and then what happens at the end of this season, which is fast approaching. I think we're on our second of uh, six yeah. for this. We keep releasing specials to try and hold off the inevitable <laughs> yeah. making a film trailer, <laughs> but it's going to happen soon. Yes, so that's what we're going to do. At the end of, at the, end of the season, we're going to turn um, the winning idea into a film trailer. Uh, that will be yeah. available for we've for already chosen season. three of those entries from adjudicator rounds that we've had already name them and quickly let's episode... see if you're as big a super fan as i think you are ryan name the three oh winners this, you've had this, so this, far. this train terminates this train terminates yeah. uh mole or mole uh-huh. and oh god was it fence it's a, it's a trap because oh, i can't remember, I can't remember. yeah we'll let's let's edit in the correct answer in a and the answer fashion. to the middle one is Good. Okay, cool. That's right. some extra work for you there, Perfect. Dan. Um, 
Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's not going to get edited no, in. I'm just going to put one where we don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got, you know, this episode 20, so we've got four more to go until the end of the season where we'll do one last adjudicator and then we will have our grand final where we will pick that winner. Yes, and it's pe- it's people at home. Um, it's people listening, people at home. It's, it's an old sort of old stock phrase, isn't it? Because they might that's the, the old wireless when they can only listen to things on the wireless. Um, people were listening now. Now it's a different kind of wireless that we use yeah, to listen damn. to it. It's deep. Smash that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's you. It's you guys listening now. Um, when it comes to the the, the finale, we want you guys to to vote on who uh, the overall winner will be. That will turn into a trailer. Uh, you'll have a hand in that directly. Um, so, I'm excited about, just before you drop yours in, Ryan, um, my, I heard about River House, I don't know if it's official or unofficial, I can't say necessarily, um, but I heard that River House is actually a code name, and it's the code name for the MI5, MI6 building. So that's where I heard River House, like a, four or five years ago, I heard this, <laughs> so Alexander was on the money with it being a, a code name, mm. right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't hurt his chances as winner today, definitely not. Um, and I, um, and so that's that's where I sort of I thought, what an interesting idea for for a title off of that because it, it feels like it's sort of code based, isn't it? Yeah, my my James Bond memory just kicked in, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> we all have in, one of those, don't we? Our James Bond sense, a hundred percent. I think I'm pretty sure it's in Skyfall that it is referenced mm. when they're escaping to Scotland. I'm pre- I'm 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 pretty ah, sure that it is. That. I, yeah, I might watch that later just to double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. I yeah. just bought the the, ser- the Daniel Craig series on 4K, so I'm I'm gonna have to crack on with that. Yeah, I'm gonna have. Yeah, to just do that. skip Quantum of Solace while you're doing that. Okay, we're gonna have to have a talk after this because I'm a, I'm a Quantum of Solace <laughs> fan. All right, like so. You educate me on eighties music, and I'll I'll have a chat to you about Quantum of Solace. <laughs> well, this is that is a perfect segue into my pitch. Uh, love it. So, is it a James Bond? Is it a James Bond film? No, 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 no. More in and around the eighties. So as per usual, I came up with a couple of ideas. One of them was I don't know if you guys have got around to playing. Uh, the Flame in the Flood. It's a really interesting indie game where you basically have a raft that you travel sort of down this massive river. Uh, and I sort of was inspired by that. So sort of post-apocalyptic movie where people are, their group of people have like a um, a house, a sort of house raft they've crafted together. And they're sailing down sort of quite bleak, like the road, uh, which is what my first thought. And then we started talking about 80s and I thought, and then it just clicked with me. River House is the sequel to Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. Roadhouse. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Dalton, Winner. the best the best cooler in the business, uh-huh. right? Who was working at the Double Juice. Um you know, it's this sort of uh, after all of the murder and everything else that's happened and the, the takedown of that, but he just he just can't he just can't leave it. So, this River House starts with us seeing, and it's gonna be it's gonna be filmed in the eighties, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna be filmed in the eight in well, it'll be filmed in the nineties actually because Roadhouse was eighty nine, mm-hmm. so it would be filmed in the in the early nineties, and it'll be Dalton has is going back to being cooling and he gets approached by 
a group of FBI agents. So before you go on, what is a cooler for those who haven't seen Roadhouse and or basically or the, don't head, know it, the head the head bouncer, the head bouncer of a of a an establishment mm-hmm. they called a, a cooler, which I think is a great title. Um, is that because they can because they can calm down situations without having because, a step because in and of bounce, his as it because were. of his three you know his three rules his three rules which I'll, we'll get to right. we'll get to. Uh, so it starts with with Swayze getting approached uh, by the FBI to sort of to train Wade Garrett's son. Now Wade Garrett play, was played by a very sexy Sam Elliott back in the, back in the day. Uh, very very sexy way. Um, and you know for the famous like Wade Garrett's the best cooler in the business, but Wade Garrett's getting old, mm-hmm. right? Drifted from town to town, but they find out that Wade Garrett had a son who you know went to military school trained up through joined the fbi as and then they need him to be a cooler at the at the river house boat so he has to get trained by um by dalton by patrick swayze mm-hmm. and the the person i haven't got a name for wade garrett's son something garrett but it would but it would be played by slash slash garrett <laughs> I was going to say Chip Chip Garrett. Oh, Chip is... uh, That is traditionally American. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Chip Chip Garrett. And he... Slash is his nickname. Chip Slash Garrett, right? (laughs) Love it. He's played by an at at the time, so early 90s, William Zapka. So listen, it sort of looks a little bit like... William Zapka? I'm I'm out of touch with... Uh, From the the Karate Kid? Cobra Kai. Have you not oh, been watching no, Cobra Kai? I'm totally out of the Cobra Kai loop. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. So he, I only just got into it. It's brilliant. Mm. It's brilliant. I watched it when it was on YouTube Red yeah. way back when, um, the first season. But that would be at, at the time. So it'd be, you know, what is that? Close to eight years after the Karate Kid. So we'd sort of mm. look about this right age that we need him. And he sort of looks a bit like Sam Elliott. Um, at that time as yeah, well. Yeah, you could get away you with could that. Pass him off uh. his son. Yeah, to get away with it. So, he, so also not the first time he's been a star of one of our slash tube shows. Uh, pitches. That's very true. That's very true. Um, but neither is Daniel Kaluuya from the last one as well. He seems to have covered up quite true. a lot in a lot of our, our ones. <laughs> that's that's as, as they should. Tar- yeah. Cream rises. <laughs> exactly. Cream rises. So you get so at the, and and it would only be like Swayze would be at the beginning and then he and then he'd take his paycheck and he'd be gone. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then it's just focusing. Like Steven Seagal in Executive Decision. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just literally like that. It's that beginning bit. But he would. But you get your you get your eighties training montage. You know, he's got to train him to be a cooler at mm-hmm. the different bars. And obviously, following his three famous rules, which is one: never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two. Always take it outside. Never start anything inside of the bar, and this is absolutely necessary. And number three, be nice. Oh, and that's where brilliant. the cooler thing comes from. That's that's good. I also think the first rule is two separate rules, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's two separate take him up on that. It should it? be, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but um, like, but then like, four fingers doesn't look as cool as <laughs> it, three. You're yeah. totally right. No, you're cool. totally right. You know what I mean, like, whichever way you want to hold up three, like, yeah, four, like, and three. Three is simple rules, you know. We always yeah. get one, two, and three. You know, there's no fourth place. No one cares threes. about fourth place at the Olympics. Yeah, you're they? right. You're right. <laughs> so that Stone that would be metal. like, and but it's funny because it almost teaches you like that. It teaches him like the opposite things from his FBI training, right? Sort of mm-hmm. like that he's got a, you know, instead of the 
always be nice thing where he's taught to like act and like always be investigating and that sort of stuff like he's got to like try and hold it back so the reason why he gets sent to the river house is it's like in in the mississippi it's one of these like um casino boats the river boats that goes up and down owned by some gator loving criminal mm-hmm. um but the fbi basically found that these that the people are like flying they're flying like drugs into because the war on drugs at that time you know everyone everyone loved that in mm-hmm. america didn't they yeah. so it was like they're getting flown into like these places in the middle of like the mississippi or whatever and then they're using the riverboat to like distribute them wider and wider so he gets put on the boat as a cooler and it's just like like any sequel it it goes it goes bonkers like you know what i mean like the the bars are crazier the people are more meaner there's there's clearly like a uh, hit like the cooler in 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 command and like the secondary one who like doesn't like him because he's taking his promotion <laughs> and like um and is really mean and then they're like and instead of just like kicking someone out the bar they're literally like throwing them off the side of the boat while it's mm-hmm. going on um <laughs> well, but then there's not like your then there's traditional like a, roadhouse is it we're a long way from yeah. the traditional roadhouse yeah we're a this is a long sequel. way from we're the traditional roadhouse yeah yeah but, and like you know just and you're you're you just get like your mix of like early 90s with like rockabilly music as well mm-hmm. and the sort of the flavor of the 80s in there which would be good um and there's like a boat at the back though that like when they like there's the boat of shame so if they get thrown off the side of the boat then they have to like sit in the boat of shame until it's finished its trip um and then yeah and so it would basically turn out to be that actually the people getting thrown off the boat like he's got to try and investigate what's going on where the where the drug deals are happening like who's getting the money where and when and um what it would turn out to be was that the people getting thrown off the boat it's strategic mm, so they're like getting mm-hmm. jackets that are like lined where they where they're putting the drugs and like lining them and then they're causing trouble so they get thrown off the boat um and then they're and then they're and then they're like taking them off when they're in the water so they'll sink and then a crew will come and get them later on mm-hmm. and so that's what he that's what he finds out that actually like you know like peek into a locker room probably because it's the early 90s you could do that sort of stuff and um and then you'll see people like getting their jackets filled and like whatever else and he'll be like oh you know it's not guys it's not the customers are being rowdy they're being rowdy on purpose yeah. or something yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous like that um obviously some kind of ridiculous gunfight there's a lot of fist to fist to hand to face combat smashing poker chips and tables going Mm -hmm. everywhere Mm -hmm. um and then it will probably end with a standoff of like the boat them going to destroy like in the engine room like drop it like drop a flare in the um gas tank or whatever well and the whole thing goes up and the whole i'm gonna blow i'm gonna blow this whole boat up alexander what did you uh um, well, my question was because I realised his name hasn't actually been said. Like, mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze is in this, isn't he? Because by yeah, so he, he is he's alive. at the beginning, like training him, ah. training Williams. So we're imagining to be that this cooler. film came will come out definitely in the nineties. So it's like a lost, yeah. okay. the lost yeah, Roadhouse yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. You know, maybe right. it sat on VHS in someone's like, or you know, when they lose the reels of film somewhere and like, they, no one takes care right. of them. They Love sit in a that. warehouse and somebody restores mm. it. And it becomes like the that. Criterion's next big release, you know, I the Lost that. Roadhouse sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who would so be? Defi- who would be the um, the big bad boss? Do you have an idea? See, this yeah. is, this is like a question, tough one. Yeah. This is a tough one because I feel like it's it would be question. really Sutherland. 
What are you saying? Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was time, isn't it? Nineties. <laughs> yeah. Who's? Because it would be really easy. To, I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know what age he would have been. But what's the guy that's like uh, the bad guy in Justified? And then. And well, oh man, which series is like Justified is an excellent TV show, but there's an excellent bad guy in each series. Not Walton I Goggins. Cannot... Walton Goggins is too. Yeah, but I don't know what age Walton Goggins would He'd have been, been way too young in the early nineties. That's the thing. I know he looks like, old and grizzled he... now, but like I'm th- I think yeah. he would have been too young to be a big. I boss. feel like I feel like it needs to be. Uh, actually, actually, here's the Bond connection. Here's the Bond connection. Right, right? Daniel Craig I'm bringing it in. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it will be. You know the guy <laughs> in like Thunderball that plays the cop. The, like, oh, that, that guy! The root tootin, the root he tootin. comes back about six times. He's he's like he does come back the, about six he times. Doesn't he? So he can easily be like you know the root in tootin. Oh yeah, he's in Goldeneye as well. Yeah, he is that guy. I don't know what he's called. Uh, um, he the, I'm finding uh, it. I'm gonna is find he the it. guy that like? It's his big break. We're theorizing like he's always been the the right hand man. He's always been the the bit part actor. This is his big break to play the big big bad guy. Is, yeah, he's called Clifton, he's called Joe Clifton Don Baker. No, 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 not that guy. I'm talking oh. about Clifton James. Oh, who, Clifton James because he's like proper the chewing tobacco pro- guy. He's like he's like yeah. chewing tobacco and like is the one with the Dukes oh. of Hazzard one with a slide whistle. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, him. He he's is been he the... big bad material though, or is he no no because material? no because obviously you no because obviously he's the big bad. But the truth is the actual person pulling the strings FBI is the secondary cooler. Oh, okay. No, it's the secondary cooler that Chip Garrett took the took the you know uh, the job because this guy uh, yeah. this guy Clifton James ain't smart enough to come up with an operation like this. I'm the real brains of this operation. And then obviously when he blows his brains out, he'll say some kind of ridiculous one liner when he. <laughs> Can he yeah, have yeah. a can he have a relationship with the cool like rockabilly chick bartender? Like it's got to be would, like who who basically runs the shop, like runs the front of house. She's the like, she's the she'll be the no, she'll, classic, she'll be like, early 90s. She'll be the double bass player in the band, that's what it is. <laughs> I see everything that goes on here. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. <laughs> just coming coming hot off of um off of, off of the casting. Street Fighter. Oh my Fighter. god, yeah. She was in Street Fighter. Yeah, that's wasn't a she? follow-up film. Follow-up that's it, film. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That, I, honestly, I just it, I thought it's time I come up with something ridiculous, you know, because I know I always come up with really serious ideas. And also, like, big up, I fucking love Roadhouse as a film. So, it's to great. be able to not it's make so it, good. it's so good, you know, naked yoga, pu- pulling throats out, you know, sexy Sam Elliott. So, um, is this a like hardline R rated 18? Uh, yeah. I think oh, I, I think this it. is I think this oh, is like it. maybe that's you know, why it's canned. Like this... You know, like it was made, and then they were like, "Oh, you have to cut it for 15 or whatever," and this they were like, "No, we're yeah. just doing it," and it's yeah. gets put. You don't see you don't see many 18s nowadays. It's like it's like, yeah, but no, right. but this is like early. Not this is made in the early 90s, isn't it? Yeah, so, true. Because you still got that. It was the home so, like, video market back then, wasn't there? It's what that. It's the thing. It's like it's trying to hold on to its 80s roots it's trying to do that and they keep trying to get the soundtrack in they keep trying to get oh the, the boy synths bands in, in and you like, know in the yeah, synths yeah. and everything like, they're trying to like get that back in and they're like no no, no we want to keep and that's the they settle on the like rockabilly style because they think they can sell it so river house being the sequel to roadhouse i cannot 
I cannot want this film to be made anymore, not just because it's my idea, but because, like, stepping back in time. And also for the fact that Roadhouse 2 is shit. Is there a, <laughs> is there a sequel to Roadhouse? I didn't know that there existed. There is a sequel to Roadhouse, and it was made in... To, it's called Roadhouse Last Call, which oh. is like a very slash esque title. Mm. That's not a compliment, oh, yeah, no, I don't think. But yeah, no, that's no, not a compliment. Word. And the thing is, he doesn't dreadful. actually. It's all about. It's all about. <laughs> it's Patrick Swayze's um, son, uh, who and he never obviously never meets Patrick Swayze. It's his son, and he doesn't do any cooling at all in it. It's just that he's right. he's in his son, and he's trying to. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's because he did something when he was a state... Oh, he arrested someone when it was a state... He did a drug bust on someone when it was a state trooper, and that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's dreadful. That is yeah. dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is... So, I, I would be happy to rewrite history okay. and make, make the Roadhouse 2 film we never got. Thanks for that, Ryan. That was... Um... Uh, that was a very effortlessly digestible pitch. A very sort of, you sort of know it very well, this sort of idea of the sort of film you would see, right? Um, kicking over tables and loads of squibs everywhere. And like, you know, you can just, you can just see it. And the music, all that sort of stuff. You know, those sort of drums. You know, like, remember FX? That's the, those sort yeah. of films were made. FX oh. Murder by Illusion or whatever it's called, FX2. Those sort of there was such a terrible period of action films in in Hollywood at that time, wasn't there? Um, yeah, so uh, that was great. great. Was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terribly great. Yeah, exactly. So happy they exist. I love a bad film almost as much as a good film, which I think is why like we like Slash Dupe so much as well. Um, so yes, but initially we had uh, we had one pitch from Dan uh, on the um, the Slash Dupe title River House. Uh, Tandy Ways Newton just getting over her fear of water. Characters just getting over her fear of water. Proud of it. Happy. Just come out the other end of it. Um, using dating apps. Just getting back into the the scene. Maybe she's been recently divorced or something. She's she's trying to get back out into the world. Um, Stephen Graham, great choice of actor. Um, swipes and they connect. Um, don't worry. Come to my riverboat. You will. You you get over your fear and come and meet a new person. It's the perfect thing to do. When she gets there, he's dead, and it's a one-location film as this narrow boat that she can't escape from drifts into the mist, the uncharted waters. I love a one-location horror film. Uh, it's a, like the idea of a fantastic sort of murder mystery uh, in the mist. It's very classic and British as well, isn't it? And um, with, with a real commentary on gender roles and power, with the, with the limited use of a dating app to communicate with people to, in order to, to help her. Uh, to save herself, um, so uh, so that was that was a fantastic pitch. Uh, next, we had Alexander's pitch. I'm gonna for the cheap seats. I'm gonna give you the rundown of the ensemble. We had a film starring Miles Teller, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Lupita Nyong'o, Elizabeth Olsen, Stephen Burkhoff, and Sebastian Stan. Absolute gold that's, mine. That's all the pitch you need. You don't need anything else. <laughs> that that's sells a film. See what happens. That sells a film. <laughs> Improvise for two hours, guys. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll take the credit. So they're working in the. So these guys are all working in the same company. Um, they shed their corporate setting for a, a sunny holiday. Then we go from America to somewhere like Cancun. Um, and they find out as they're all pissed that America is at war with another significant superpower and Mexico is their adversary. So with shots fired, America under attack, 
They are grounded there and they must make their way home from Mexico to America via the safe house um, and operation known as River House, um, which, like, as already discussed, like a completely um, timely twist, a sort of wild and timely twist on the refugee story, but hopefully something with uh, um, where you watch ordinary people and it's not something where you're expecting, you know, Olympus has fallen or whatever, you know, you're, it's some, it, it really takes these ideas and, and makes them grounded and, and something powerful. Um, so that was a really, really fantastic pitch um, and idea. And Ryan's Lost, sequel to uh, Roadhouse, Riverhouse, uh, about Swayze's cooler Dalton, who's contacted by the FBI to train Dalton Jr. for a sting operation on Mississippi's grandest casino, Riverboat. So that's, 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 that's enough said on that one. Um, I, I love them all, as I, as I always do. Um, Sometimes I wax lyrical and I do this and I do that and I give reasons. I don't. I haven't seen Roadhouse, so Ryan's is off the table. Right? I'm sorry, mate. What? I'm sorry, oh, mate. It's gone. Straight it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. I haven't seen Roadhouse. I don't know, man. I reserve the right to pop it back in at a later date if I see Roadhouse and, and understand the need for this sequel. But well, they're remaking it um, with Ronda Rousey. So that's an intriguing idea, though, isn't it? Like, I don't know if that's really good or really yeah, bad. Yeah, because it was but... going to be. It was going to be Ronda Rousey as like basically playing like the female cooler, but then I'm pretty sure she like said something horrible about someone, didn't she? And then they dropped her. I think that sounds about right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry, Ryan. Um, uh, I bet yours is out. Well, I. I mean, <laughs> no. Listen, I haven't finished yet. Wait, wait, wait. Um, you can, you can great player. All right, I just it has to be done. I haven't seen Roadhouse. The idea, excellent, but I don't have that connection to Roadhouse yet. So just for me, personally, it has to go. But clearly with Alexander, other people listening, they'll, they're happy to think I'm wrong. I want them on the social media. I want them to tell me. Maybe it comes back in. They'll be screaming <laughs> at their stereos. At right their, their hi-fi <laughs> stereo systems. Yeah, their hi-fi stereos. Um, with, with, okay, with regards to the, the other two ideas, um, oh, it's a tough one. What I love about Slash Dupe, and we've, I've talked about this many times before, but I love um, being able to take, to take an idea and sort of expand it. That's the wonderful thing about Slash Dupe. Like, it's not the same. Like, Dan, pitching an idea about um, a dating app and a dead person on a narrowboat, it's not the same without Alexander's input, Ryan's input, my input. Like, just the ability to sort of fill in the gaps. So that's a real testament and sort of... Um, I don't know. It's a, it's the perfect example of how Slash Dupe works, right? Um, yeah. But that does does not uh, <laughs> look at Dan's face. He knows what I'm going to say. I knew I knew where that, that was going. Does not, I knew where that was that going. That does not a a an ensemble cast like that make. That does not a, a winning idea make. It makes a Slash Dupe for sure, right? And that humbles me, yeah. and I love it. Um, but but it's it's just the timeliness as well of 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 a new twist on the refugee story and it's the idea of it actually being positive i like that man you, you you're not going with the cliches mm. of like oh they tear themselves apart of course they do that's not actually mm. what we need right now we don't need to see a film like that and when refugees cross from place to place they don't tear themselves apart to get there you know because uh, or at least to my to the best of my knowledge i can imagine that the cliche is that they tear themselves apart to get somewhere so i would like to not see that cliche so i think that's really amazing and i not just the cast but like the idea of who who they previously played, 
the, the baggage that they bring with them, that's all critical. And you've thought about that, right? It's all critical mm -hmm. to the roles in the, um, in the film. Um, and it, yeah, it feels really present and really powerful. So Alexander, I've got to say, I've got to say you're my winner today. I'm very sorry for the other two, but-, but Yay! But, but I'll take that. Well, that was a fantastic I came up with a one-line pitch and that was it. So, <laughs> but that's the Paris last year, you know. He deserves like to win. Congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations! But, yeah. Thank you very much, gents. So, um, so yeah, that was that was a fantastic episode. I, I really humbled uh, and amazed to hear your idea and the effort you put in, Alexander. That's fantastic. Um, what do you have on at the moment? What do you um, what do you want to tell people about? Um, well. Obviously, as apart from the amazing just so, <laughs> as about to yeah. say, apart from the amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just so at the Watermill Theatre, which is on for another week. Dandekruz. By the time this comes out, you've got another um, week to yeah, get your tickets. You've and get got another there. week to go and to come down and see it. Say hello, by all means. Um, aside from that, um, I'm. I doubt it will be by the end of this year. It will probably be in the new year now. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but I do have, I have been working on an album, um, which will be uh, available on all platforms eventually. Mm -hmm. But if you follow my Instagram, and that is uh, at Swifty the King, that's S-W-I-F-T-Y-T-H-A-K-I-N-G, uh, you'll be able to keep Thacking. up to date. <laughs> Indeed. It's, I'm down with the kids, me. Mm. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, you'll be man. able to. No, of course. You'll be able to keep up with everything uh, that I'm doing musically. It's an it's there. an '80s concept album, is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, of course. I'm basically <laughs> remaking Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> That'll be easier. We fine. Uh, yeah, of line. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got in touch with Quincy Jones. He flew over um, <laughs> in lockdown, and yeah. uh, <laughs> that sounds great, man. And you're the voice of Good Morning Britain, which I only just found out about, which is tremendous. That's, yeah. that's where you recognise those dulcet tones from that you're listening to indeed, right now. Yeah, if, you indeed. Want, if you want, like your ASMR, listening to uh, his voice putting you to sleep. No, of course. Good of Morning course. Britain's not the time to be listening to. Him, so, you know, yeah. No, indeed. Yeah. So yeah, voice of your morning. Um, Voice of your morning, uh, I love now. it. I love Voice it. Voice of your morning, I love that. Yeah, for a year now. Can we get an I'm Alexander being in your listen to Slash Dupe? Is that too much to ask? Oh, no, nah, not a problem. Oh, thanks, um, man. <clears throat> I'm Alexander Bean, and you're listening to Slash Dupe. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, just, that's amazing. Just the end of that just goes right Cheers. through you, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. That's, that's superb. Yeah. So that's great, man. Well, we'll we'll check out your Instagram, everyone at home. Um, please at do, Swifty please the do. King, is that right? And then Indeed. That, yeah. King. that King, yeah, yeah. Because that sounds fantastic. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who says that, this, that it reduces the call, doesn't it? Like five levels. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that was amazing. And thanks, um, thanks, uh, Ryan. Where can where can people find us if they want to get a hold of us and they uh, want to? We're still we're still SEOB in Kings with just searching, just googling, ask Jeevesing, Yahooing. If you just search Bing, slash Jeep, Bing, you forgot Bing. We've got the whole fuck Bing. Um, we've got the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> No Bing sponsorship, no Microsoft sponsorship yeah. for us. No, we've, no we've now literally, I, I, as I, I searched on Bing just now, and we've literally just lost yeah. it at the top mark. But if you want to, if you want to get us, you can at slash Jeep on all platforms. As I said, you can just Google it, and you know we've beaten the SEO on that. But please come and tell us. We want to know. Uh, 
we want you to come on and berate Sean for until he watches Roadhouse. You know, we want you to come on and tell us your ideas of what you think Riverhouse would be. Uh, we're always <laughs> getting the support from the people that we want. And then as we get closer and closer, we want to know uh, which films you're going to vote for um, and which films you think deserve to be made into a trailer. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. And um, thanks, Alexander. Thanks, Dan. And thanks, Ryan, for joining me today. It was amazing. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Pleasure. Brolin is Josh Brolin is literally in everything, like there's like and, and he, Norman Reedus is in it as well. Yeah, well there you got like, but like <laughs> you'll be hard pressed to find a good film that Josh Brolin isn't in. Like he just seems to like he's got a <laughs> wicked agent. Like yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It does. Like apart from maybe like Lord of the Rings, like and Harry Potter. Mm, well, Harry Potter neither here nor there. Lord of the Rings <laughs> is not in that. And he's not in Star Trek, but he's in practically everything else. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mm. I do. I mean, he was Thanos. I mean, argue. Well, to date, the biggest Marvel villain, right? Thanos and Cable in the same year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the same yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's and, like leave some for the like, rest of us. <laughs> let's never forget that he was also Jonah Hex. So he's hit Dark Horse. Yeah, he's been. And then also... Did he do DC? Some... He didn't. He hasn't done DC. He's yet, done DC he? as well. Has he? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, he what, wasn't... Uh, not the spirit. He was in... Um... Oh, yeah. Oh. He was in um, Sin City, of course, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yes. There you go. That is a the DC property. Man. That's what he's done. And, yeah. and he was in The Goonies. Like... Yeah, he was. <laughs> we talked about The Goonies in a, a couple well, of episodes no, ago, yeah. didn't we? Has not has not held up no it hasn't it hasn't but like the fact that he was in that as well like i told you everything like you're going to be like oh this is a good film of course it's a good film there's josh brolin (laughs) do you know what he's probably like the new Kiefer sutherland isn't he because if you remember like back in the day Kiefer sutherland was that guy wasn't he that turned up and everything so like (laughs) and barbara streisand's his stepmom so you know like Oh, that can't hurt, can it? Yeah. Certainly. Recorded in the Capo Studios, 2021, What's Up Danger?